0: Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is dedicated to a very special group of parents, parents raising children with disabilities. There are an estimated 240 million children across the globe living with disabilities. And here on this podcast, it is my goal to create community for the parents, raising them community, locking arms from all over the globe. I pray that as you listen to each episode that has been handcrafted for you, you leave encouraged, you leave strengthened, you leave educated, and you even leave with some resources. So come on into the room, take off your shoes, relax, come on and take a seat on the couch and let Let's experience Moments of Joy. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast, MVPs. I'm here today with Michelle Hobgood, and I have been following her, um, I think, over a year now on social media. Um, Followed her because she is a fellow mom raising and has raised a child. Um, who has autism. And so I'm excited to talk to her today. I'm excited to hear her wisdom, resources, and all the things. So, Michelle, would you introduce yourself furthermore to our listeners?
1: Hey, friends. What's up? So I'm not really sure. I always get confused as to how to introduce myself, whether I am introducing myself as Michelle Hobgood, um, Devon's mom, you know, an autism mom, OG autism mom or Michelle Hobgood, the mompreneur, the tidy trainer, the fitness trainer, you know, and the bestie, all, all those good things. All those good things. Happy yeah. to be here.
0: And it is a need, let's say that, for you to introduce yourself as all of that because you did this reel that I saw not too long ago and you put, you used two shower curtains. <laughs> which was a game changer for all of us who use one. And it was a game changer. And I was like, oh my gosh. I would have never thought about that. Something Listen so this,
1: helpful. you and 8.7 million <laughs> other people that was so blown away by me just opening the two curtains and saying, use two curtains. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. So I had no idea. I was just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna share what it is I do in my bathroom and how I take care of my son and how it's easier because you know this yeah. this is just a tip." And it just turned into this viral moment that yeah. I'm still shocked about.
0: <laughs> and I'm glad that you share both both sides of you on your page.
1: It's Thank refreshing. you. Because I'm I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just stay right there. That's the lane. Both. Both Uh, because I love both Um, and you never know who is an autism mom or you know who may know someone that needs their services
1: yeah yeah it's tricky with that because you know I have like the business coaches in your head and they're like oh you should only share this much on your business page and be careful when you share your business content on your personal page but I know who I want like I'm sharing for for a community on my personal page.
0: Yeah. I'm not
1: there trying to sell anything or to right. you know. It's just more to like help po- folks, which is how I the reason why I came on Instagram in the first place is to help. Because right. when I was coming up, there was nobody around um that was there to at least you know speak to at least back twenty something years ago. So right. I I always get I always get a little tricky with like should I share this? But then I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the trends all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with it.
0: There you go. And I'm glad you didn't. Um, well, let's get into it. You just told us that your son is 20 something. So let's talk about Devin. He is so cute. <laughs> Such a yes. handsome young man. I, Cause he's not a little boy. <laughs> no. So um, tell us, let's bring us into the, the diagnosis um, a little bit.
1: Yeah. So Devon is 28. He has autism and cerebral palsy. palsy. Um, He was born prematurely, probably about a month early. Uh, I was 19 when I had him. I was a a freshman in college and I remember having to drop out. My family is Caribbean um, from Trinidad. And I was the first person in my family to go to like a four year college. My mom had gone to um a two year college. Um, but I was the first one to kinda like go to college. So I just I'll never forget that once I became pregnant, my my family was like super disappointed in me. And they were just like, Oh, you know, just your life is over, you know, like you're 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 a young, you're a young single mom, you know, like it's over for you. Like that's literally the whole vibe <laughs> of goodness. what was you know, that right. was going on. Like you throw, your life, you, you throw your life away with this baby. Like, you know, it was that right. type of situation. I and I knew that I was determined to prove them wrong, even those that didn't have the audacity to say it to my face. And and just being Caribbean, we are very right. outspoken. <laughs> we are very outspoken people. So they say it, but they, they're saying it, even though they mean it with love, right. you know, they're saying it anyway. So I had him when I was um, just at like my end of freshman year of college and I had to drop out. And I, my experience with just the medical care, like I had, I was under my mom's insurance, but then back then in New York, I'm from New York, you you had, there was a special insurance you could get uh, that was through Medicaid. So you had like your wellness checkups and things of that nature. And I was going to a great doctor. I was actually able to continue seeing my um, just OBGYN, my mom's OBGYN and all the checkups were fine. Like everything is fine. I did all the tests back then they Mm -hmm. made you take, drink this, the the glucose test with the disgusting Mm -hmm. syrup. And, you know, mind you, this is all close to 30 years ago. So I'm just going off (laughs) of memory. Some things are super vivid while others are just kind of gray. So, Mm Everything was fine with the test. Your baby's going fine, everything's fine. Um, I remember that we he, 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 was, he came, I was going into labor a little bit early. And one of the things that I didn't understand or didn't know was that, okay, I had my OB. Um, I knew that I was going to be going to the, which, which hospital I was going to be going to. Right. Um, I didn't have like a birth plan and all this other stuff. It was just like, okay, go into labor, go to the hospital, right? right? So because I was he was early, my OB was on vacation. Mm. So I went to the hospital, I said I'm in labor and they sent they kept sending me back home. Mm. They're like, "Well, we don't do labor and delivery here. Just wow. delivery." Wow. So you have to come back when you're more dilated. I went to the hospital four times. And on the fourth time, I said I am not leaving and they finally admitted me. My mom was who at the time because my son was early. My mom was away in Canada because I I'll never forget it was something called Carabana, mm-hmm. which is like a uh, you know popular carnival Caribbean yeah. carnival in Canada. Mm-hmm. So she was away then, so she couldn't even be there to help to be with my me. Goodness. So it was me and my son's father. We were at the hospital. We're both like young, yeah. You know, and we're at a at a public hospital, and uh you know we're there. And I'm with a doctor now that's not my choosing, that I don't know personally, that I don't, it's just like whoever's attending, whoever's on call. Um, It's another Caribbean doctor. I'll never Mm -hmm. forget a black Caribbean doctor. And, you know, he comes in and I wasn't dilated. And he was, I just remember his vibe was just like super annoyed, just annoyed that I wasn't dilated. Um, I, I, I remember my water broke. And I started to kind of like, you know, again, I'm 19 years old. I'm looking at the time I thought I was grown at the time. I'm like, I'm out of high school. I'm, I'm in college. You know, I'm an adult. But now looking back, right? I
0: say that to my friends all the time. I I see my kids now. My oldest son is 21. And I'm like, I really thought I was grown at 21. Yeah. And I
1: wasn't. (laughs) No, no. I I just thought like, I'm an adult, you know, yeah. I'm not what they call a quote unquote, I didn't consider myself to be like the high school teenage pregnancy because I was in college. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was an adult, which is so silly in my right. thinking. Now that yeah. I look back as an actual adult, mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, you were you so lost me. out here in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like you were so lost. Yeah. But you know, we're both young. He's my 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 son's father. Um, was two years older than me. So, but we were still both young, Black Caribbean, you know, kids. Never really had been out of Brooklyn. You know, we, we just we just didn't know, right? right? Right. So, I I start to give birth and I start screaming because the pain, the pain that I was in was so intense. Plus, I'm having a baby early. Mm. Right. It's like 30 days early, Mm. which to me at this point should give them pause like you're not due as yet. So this should be something that would put you in the hospital immediately so they can monitor and see what's going on. None of that went on. Okay, I just remember the doctor telling me, don't scream, don't scream. And he he, I just remember him yelling at me and I muffled my I muffled myself. My my son's father just kind of like he was holding me. He didn't know what to do because he's this older man who's also we're like, how are you treating us like this? And you're also Caribbean,
0: right? Like, right, right. What, Absolutely.
1: Where's your compassion? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever, like that's right. You know. And I gave birth, and I'll never forget my son came out, and he's like the doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every time I tell this story, I get really emotional. But the doctor's like, this baby's so small. You know, what's what's wrong What's wrong with this baby? Like, and then he kind of like gave the baby to the nurse. And when my son was born, he had air tags, like these little skin tags on the side of his ears. Uh-huh. His head was like really, really, really slanted and, you know, pushed up. Mm. He had, he like took a little cabbage patch. He had a little patch oh. on the top of his head mm-hmm. and, you know, he was crying, he was blinking slowly and just the doctor like scoffing at my baby. And oh my gosh. I just remember like it literally was the worst experience oh of my, my entire God. life. Right.
0: I am so, so sorry that that happened to you. That is so thanks, horrible. And it makes me think about the maternal death rate and especially in New York city. Um, because I was watching a documentary about it called Aftershock on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, you you represent these young mothers that are going in and sometimes unprepared and uneducated and dying at the hands of doctors who could care less.
1: Yeah. Wow. So my son stayed in the hospital for like a week. He had to have surgery because he was born with two inguinal hernias. Okay. So at three months, they repaired his hernias. They removed the skin tags. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget. Like I had to keep taking a taxi back and forth to the NICU because I had to. I was trying to get him to breastfeed, and mm-hmm. you know he wasn't able to latch on. And I was. I had it, my breasts were gorge. Like just the whole experience that first couple. That first couple of weeks mm-hmm. was very traumatic, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. He came home from the hospital and, you know, we're living our life. My mom's back home and we're there at the time I was living with my mom. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as the months went by, my mom would say, um, you know, that child, that child ain't doing this. And that Mm -hmm. child ain't doing that. But he ain't, he ain't doing so-and-so. He's not rolling over. Like, you know, like just like typical, like Caribbean things. And they're like, well, the child's supposed to do this. And he's supposed to do this. And like the milestones and, I, I saw that he was doing, that he you know, that he was moving a little bit slower. He had just had his, you know, his, his surgery. So I was, giving, I was like, well, you know, he just needs a little bit of time. Like, you know, just, yeah. you know. But yeah. once he started to get to like close to like a year, her voice was just like a, it was like a blowhorn in my ear. She's like, you need to take him to the doctor. You need to get him, you know, let them check him out. So... With reluctance, I took him to a neurologist, which was connected to the hospital that he was born at. He was still going for his like, you know, checkups and Mm -hmm. his milestone checkups. And they would just kind of say, oh, you know, he's kind of small, but they wouldn't like say you should do this or he's kind of small, but they wouldn't say, well, here's what you can do. It's just like,
2: oh,
1: oopsie. Oh, well, you know, like that type of attitude. So I got him to the neurologist. And Camille, woo, they tested him. He was about I wanna say like twelve or thirteen months old. They tested him and they called me in for the results and it was just like <laughs> <whoo>. <laughs> I don't every time I tell this story I tear up. But um so they brought me in for the results and uh I'll never forget it was a, a big room. And the uh, the doctor, the neurologist, is sitting at one desk in the room. is very clinical. It's a cold, clinical type of room setting. And my my son and I walk in. I you know he, I push him pushing him in the stroller, and he's sitting behind the desk, and he has the file like the, with the results, and he has his glasses on, and uh, he's not looking at me at all, and he's looking down at the paper, and he's like, "Yes, your son has." developmental disabilities, mental retardation, uh-huh. uh, cerebral palsy, uh, pervasive developmental disorder, autism. Um, he's not going to be able to talk. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, That's something up with the neurologist. And then that was it. Just follow up. And that was it. And I just, I was just sitting there and it was like an out of body experience where you're sitting there and you see the person, talking and their mouth is moving and it sounds like an echo
2: right right
1: and it's just like you you know something's happening and you know that somebody's telling you that this is your future Woof! but you're not processing it because you're just kind of like wtf (sighs) like what's happening here um (sighs) Did he just say that my son is disabled? Like, at the time I'm like pervasive. He's dropping all these science things to me. I'm, I was 20 by then because my birthday had passed, and I'm like pervasive. Mm-hmm. What? There was no Google. There was no like picking up your phone and googling stuff. Right, right. This is 1994. Okay, <laughs> so it was just like, what is this man saying? I don't even understand. And then he just got up and walked out. And then I was just oh, like, well, right. I have some questions, right. you know, cause this is like a clinical setting. It's like a uh-huh. clinic
2: uh-huh.
1: Um, because I had Medicaid and that's what Medicaid paid for. Right. So I was just like, well, right. I have some questions. Like what, what is it? I'm, I'm very talkative. When I go to the doctor, I'm going to tell you all the things that's wrong, all the business, everything so I can get the answers. And I'm like, could you sit and just talk with me? I need, I have some more questions. And he's yeah. just like, I have another patient. Um, you know, let the secretary know and we'll make another appointment for you to come in and just talk about it. And then that was how yeah. the journey started. It that was how we started.
0: My heart is physically aching at the reality, even though that happened in nineteen ninety four, I'm pretty sure around the world is still happening. I had a little bit more compassion with Mason's diagnosis, but it's still the paper and you're like, what, But all of that mama alone by yourself, with, with no one to really tell you what this is. I I know you spoke about, um, you know, your mom early on saying, Hey, you know, this baby's supposed to be doing this and that. And you had the defense that a lot of moms have. Mm -hmm. And I would like for you to, um, to address that defense if, if someone's listening and they may notice something with their child but they're they're defensive right now
1: yeah I mean my mom is the reason why I went and got him diagnosed but I didn't want to listen to her I was just like not my baby you yeah. not my baby's fine like mm-hmm. oh yeah he's eight months and he's not doing this this and this but i've never had a baby before so i can't measure that to a babe another baby <laughs> because this is my first baby yeah. um and you know other family members saying well my baby did this when this happened and i knew that because he was born prematurely that there might be a couple of things that he would be slow to do my next door neighbor at the time she had her daughter her daughter was born at five months right Wow. And she was in a hospital for uh, a year, like uh, just like like going in and out of the hospital and all of these things because she, but she, it took her a long time to do things. So mm-hmm. in my back of my mind, I was comparing, I was like, well, right. my son was born prematurely. He's not going to do those things because he's already a little bit behind, you know? Right. So I used that as a reason to not listen to my mom at first and just kind of put it off. But eventually I started to see with my own eyes, like, wow, you know what? she's right, but let me, let me just go and get a test right. and let them tell me for, for myself. Like, let me right. hear it from a medical professional that this is what the case is, yeah. you know? Um, but it's, it's totally normal to be in denial, but you can't stay there. Yes, Cause there, it's that a detriment to your child. Cause once I got him diagnosed, literally within like, Six months he was in an early childhood intervention program yeah. as like a toddler and wow. they would come and pick him up in a little van and they would have a little baby little toddler car seat mm-hmm. and they would take him to an early intervention program that he was yeah. in since like about two and a half years old mm-hmm. you know so had I not j- listened to my mom and had I not come to terms with at least going to get a test because there's all these indications and intuition, Mm -hmm. I would have been doing him a disservice. He wouldn't have been getting the things that he needed from that young, which, which there are, they are out there, at least in New York.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: New York is definitely, if you're in New York Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and especially back then, there is a plethora of services that you have to get by law.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're entitled to by law. Other states are different, but New York is an entitlement state. You're entitled to these services, no matter what your income is. Yeah. Because of what happens at a place called Willowbrook here in Staten Island, a huge um, national neglect on at this place. So, yeah. I'm
2: gonna you look know, up. <laughs> yeah, like
1: look it up. It's wow. on YouTube. You're going to see Geraldo Rivera broke wow. the story when he was a young reporter. And it's basically, Willowbrook is basically the standard that set off, because back then when Willowbrook was around, people sent their kids like hours away. They didn't yeah. stay home. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. institutionalized. Yeah. They they didn't care yeah. about your diagnosis. It was just like, well, you have a child that's quote unquote, which they use this term, your child's a retard or retarded. Yeah. That's basically yeah, what that they said.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and they, it's written down you don't keep them at home you know you they go off to an institution where people can quote unquote take care of them well at Willowbrook so many people never kept their kids at home because that wasn't the norm that literally almost every disabled person was living in this institution on Staten Island and there was widespread neglect people in closets people in bathrooms feces I mean and the staff was overrun so they had to like do this expose to expose the neglect that was happening. And once that was exposed, they changed all of these laws mm-hmm. and came up with all of these services mm-hmm. so that people mm-hmm. that are like that can live at home mm-hmm. with their parents yes. but the state would pay for it. And they yes. would get the services yes. that they need, but at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So Ooh, back then were- it was just like a couple of years after, but uh-huh. he, I was, we were lucky to get those services at a young age. So just, just circling back, like, mm. The services are there if yeah. you're willing to come with the terms that you want to have your child get them.
0: Right. I, I'm sitting here like, oh, I should have put my uh, waterproof lash glue on because I'm holding back my tears at several points. Oh, just, you know, first of all, hearing stories, period, just grabs my heart. And mm-hmm. we're only 22 minutes in, but I know that you know, some mom or dad listening is going to be impacted. Someone who notices, but maybe in denial. I was in denial too. The daycare Mm -hmm. provider pointed it out for me. And like you said, Mason had health issues. He had congenital heart disease. And I said, well, because he had three heart surgeries, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he's a little delayed and, and I, and I totally relate to that. So thank you for speaking to that. Now, now, you. how do you move forward after early intervention and through school and high school? Well, first, I have a question. Did you ever feel like this was your fault?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, like, I thought, like this was something I did, something I drank. Uh, I was, I used to exercise when I was pregnant. Like, should I, did I work out too much? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just. I totally blame myself. Like, oh, you know, just, yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I definitely. Blame you?
1: Mm, no, I don't, my family didn't blame me, but um, I know that there was some sort of kind of like, you know, we, we looked at history, like my son's father had someone with a Down syndrome on his side of the family and so did I so we were thinking like okay maybe it's history mm-hmm. um but it was definitely a blame blame game between my son's father and I yeah
2: um
1: like i was just like oh you you're smoking that ma- marijuana that's why yeah. this happened right. or he's like oh you out there work 'cause cuz i was i had to work i worked throughout my whole pregnancy
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i also worked at a place where it was like a law firm and we have to take copies of a microfilm department and we have to take yeah. copies of legal papers. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, maybe it's like, right. even though I had checked to make sure that I was gonna be okay to sit in front of this machine and take copies uh-huh. during my shift, I was like, well, maybe it was the job and exposure from that that hadn't mm-hmm. caused this. Right. So yeah, I definitely blamed myself, but looking back, it's just like, well, you needed a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. what were you supposed to do like who, right. first of all people weren't going to hire you when you were pregnant at least they were very blatant about it back then mm-hmm. um you had to hide it mm-hmm. uh and I was lucky to hide it and then once I started showing they were like oh we didn't know you were pregnant you know and I was just like mm-hmm. yeah you know so it was it's definitely a blame game you know but as I look back it's just I just think like what could i have done you know there's right. nothing i could have done that was different you know this is just the way that it is and this is the way that god made him these are the cards that i've been dealt and i'm gonna roll well with it that's right that's right mm-hmm.
0: and there's plenty of hard hard days but then there's absolutely beautiful days um and how old is divine now
1: He's twenty eight now. He just turned twenty eight on July. July thirty first. That's his yeah, he's just turned twenty eight. So
0: Yeah, I always big, big guy. He <laughs> he's grown grown. <laughs> I always um <laughs> I love to watch older children because, you know, we don't know what's ahead. And I, mm-hmm. I before I press record I said, you know, you all have wisdom. You know, wisdom for the journey that we don't yet have with little babies. Um, yeah. And how, as he got older, around like middle school, or high school days, how did that shift change? You know, from little boy to now he's a bigger boy. You got so much that naturally is coming into play—hormones and mm-hmm. and you know, different things happening now. That okay, this is not the little baby anymore now this is a grown man and is he potty trained
1: no he's not we i was never able to get him to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. um or just because between school my house his dad's house Mm -hmm. it just never quite stuck no matter how how we tried and trying to even explain to him like when you have to pee you should you know do this and when you have to do this you should do this like it was just like he knew, but then he didn't knew, didn't know, and then he right. just wasn't able to say when it was time for him to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. to find the place, at that place, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I need to find a bathroom, right? But you now you have to say, well, where's the bathroom at the amusement park and school and my dad's mm-hmm. house and my mom's house and grandma's house? Like, right. it was he didn't have the capacity to 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 do to do that, mm-hmm. so he ended up, it ended up being hard. And there's like oh, a little bit of a threshold when you stop being able to get them to do that. So that happened with us. Like we we did toilet training. We went to a, a you know, a, a toilet training therapist. Um, When those actually became available many, many years ago, we tried up until he was probably like about 10, 11. And he just got so comfortable just, you know, in that position that he just kind of, stayed with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, luckily I've been able to find services where he can still go to, you know, respite services, sleep away camps and oh, things like true. that where there's staff that will change him. Mm-hmm. Um, because if someone's in a wheelchair and they're paralyzed, they might be in diapers as well, you know. Right. So you find staff that will is going to do that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that worked all throughout high school, grade school. You know, here in New York City, there is a specific um district for the development to be disabled. District seventy-five, wow. it's like whole entire school district mm-hmm. of particular schools where there the entire building is filled with people that have that are disabled. Right. It's not like a a, a regular school where there's kids that might you know, you know, be, be bullying and like, oh, making fun of, you know, thank God that's not the, that what that's not the scenario here in New York, at least for where my son is. Mm -hmm. So he's always been going to from early childhood, all of his, his preschool to his high school, which high school for district 75 goes up until you're 21. Right. So he went up until he was 21 for district 70, district 75. And from there he went, to a day program, an adult day habilitation program. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is actually right around the corner from our apartment and where we live here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets to leave the house every day and have his peers and he's so excited to, to go there. So that's basically the steps for someone like him where yeah. nonverbal, um, but he's still pretty aware of his surroundings and routine. Um, what he likes, what he doesn't like. He has friends um, at the program. Every Monday through Friday he knows, like, okay, he's standing by that door like, okay, it's time to go. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's been like the...
0: Like, he's ready to go. The van is coming. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty much, you know. So for someone like him that doesn't, that's uh, you know, that's not necessarily... I hate, I don't know. Every time I use these terms, it's like, okay, people, we don't say that anymore. Right. And I just be like, look, I'm, my son is 28 years old. And there's right. we went from literally people saying my son, like your son's retarded. Like right. that was the terminology. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I don't say that word, right. but now it's like, okay, you can you shouldn't say special needs. That's mm-hmm. offensive. Yeah. You should say person first. And then you, you say person with autism mm-hmm. and then that person might say, no, I prefer autistic, autistic. Yep. So
0: like, person, I, Yeah. so it's just like, I
1: respect what the person wants,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: also my thing is always to act like, don't come on my page and right. try to correct me as a black mom and tell me right. what terms I should use. That's offensive to you. Mm-hmm. Because another person with a, a disability might not be offended by that, right? Yeah, so absolutely.
2: He's
1: he's not as high functioning where mm-hmm. some kids with disabilities might be able to go off to college right. and get a job and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not able to do that. So if if you if you if you are a parent like my, like me, day mm-hmm. program if you're in New York would be the the next and last step after right. college. Right. So they don't have to stay home with you all day which they shouldn't Right. they should still keep a routine get out of the house go to this day program or some kind of program where they can be around peers go on trips be around people like them you know have friends it doesn't have to be the end and I know that there are a lot of older parents that are like well I don't you know I don't trust anybody so I'm not going right. to send my I'm not going to send them out after they're done in high school because I don't trust it but you're, it's not good. You don't want them to be at home with you because you also need a break. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> Come on, the break is necessary. Now, um, did you take advantage of the disability waiver?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in in New York, I hear New York has um, a
0: great
2: one.
1: All oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely. I'm so glad that we we got that waiver. It's like it's called a Medicaid waiver, yeah, Medicaid a home, waiver. um, home community-based services,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is that usually that you know that all came about after Willowbrook. Um, so yeah, the waiver he has that it it covers all of his um day program or if he was in high school, any physical and occupational therapy. Uh, and when he was about 13 years old, I was able to get him a home health aid um with a you know with doctors prescription and doctors care and everything like that and mm-hmm. we now have an aide that comes every pretty much every day mm-hmm. seven days a week right. to help out with him and that was not an easy journey but we would oh. we have someone now that's been with us for over 10 years the same oh, person good. and uh we,
0: we tested it out Yeah, i had I went through three, and uh, by the third, I was exhausted. I was like, I need a break. We'll try again later. <laughs> they weren't bad. Yeah. One, one I let go because she raised her voice at Mason, and I was in the house. The second one, she left the agency, and we really, really loved her. I was heartbroken. The third one, oh. I let my older son be his aide, and I had to fire him. <laughs> oh. Trying to get paid on the job and
1: not do his job. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, I know. Because it's like the family. Yeah, you can choose the person. Yeah, yeah. But don't give up, though. Don't okay. give up. And no matter, please, 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 no matter what happens, do not give up. Okay. Just, I, I want you to be prepared for the worst. Yeah. But also be prepared for the best. And you need to have the patience in between the two. Okay. Because it's the, the, you will find someone high turnover is normal.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, You will find people that will, you think is great on paper. The agency sends them to you and they turn out to be an absolute nightmare. Um, I had an aide that literally left my son at home, but I caught her when I was, I was coming home early that day. Something told me to leave early that day. And I was Uh walking down the block and I see the lady walking towards me and I'm like, where's my son and she claimed right. that she was going to the pay phone because i had left my house phone in my bedroom and i usually right. lock my door right. so i guess she was coming and using my phone every day
2: oh and because
1: goodness. the phone wasn't accessible she left him in here and went to the pay phone and but god showed me that you know right. like he showed me that right. because if, if i had not come home early this woman had four kids of her own mm-hmm. i'm like she's great she's amazing right. i love her But meanwhile, you're sneaking and doing stuff like this right, right. so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get the discernment to find the right people. And then when you find that person, mm-hmm. do your absolute best to make them feel like family, make them feel like, you know, a king and queen of your home, <laughs> you know, and treat them with the utmost respect. We we did, um we did a live on, you know, having home health aids in the in the home on, on my IG page. And that's one of the things like a lot of families like give up after like two or three or four or five. And they're like, I forget it. They're all the same, but they're not. I want to tell you that they're not. So don't give up on it.
0: I won't because we need the help. So, you know, my therapist is like, Camille, you need to try again. I'm like, I will one, (laughs) one day, but I'll get back at it. And it's not like we don't need it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. It's really only me and my husband here. So yeah. That can feel single parentish. He hates when I say that, but he has to watch Mason while I'll go somewhere and I have to watch Mason while he's there. And so it's like a separate, you know, shift. Mm-hmm. It's your shift. It's my shift. You know? Right. Of course we have them together too, but we need someone to help so we can go.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what that's for.
0: hmm Absolutely. Take advantage so now, of it,
1: keep trying.
0: No, you you ended up getting married. Right. Yeah, and so again. how was that um, with you know him accepting your son and and all the things?
1: So um, a friend, I, I went to meet a friend at a Lauryn Hill concert, and she showed up with him. I was like, this tall white dude. What is he doing over here <laughs> in Brooklyn? Like, what, what is this? He's like six two. I'm like, you know. So we we met at the Lauryn Hill concert. We hit it off,
2: wow. and
1: we were married like one year after we met.
2: Oh my um,
1: goodness. And the minute that he met Devon, Devon just loved him. They clicked automatically and he has been the greatest dad. Um, if you ask him, like that's his son. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any kids of our own together. We decided that, you know, that's not in the cards for us because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard as it is right now with just Devon. Right. We ma- managed to make it work but he's been great. Yeah. He's been, he's been absolutely wonderful. My son loved him. You know, they, they are just thick as thieves, thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell those parents out there, the single moms yeah. do listen, keep your heart open, That's you right. you know, just be open to love, forget about all the other things. Cause I, I didn't think that I was ever going to get married. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was going to, it was in the cards to me there were some dark, deep times I was just like, no one's going to want me with a disabled child. No one's going to want to take on this burden, quote unquote, because that's how people viewed me. Mm -hmm. They would, you know, even when I would go and take my son when he was younger to like friends of birthdays and family events and stuff, you know, he would be there simming and the other regular kids would be around and I would be sitting there feeding him and, you know, taking care of him and people would just kind of be like staring and just kind of like, you could feel like them looking down on you, like, Oh, poor Michelle, like, you know, like that type of situation. And then I internalized that Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: never really thought like, yeah, no, I'm not going to find anyone. Right. But it's not, I want y'all to know that's not true. There is somebody out there. There's a lid for every pot, like we say in the Caribbean and you, you're going to be, you just have to be open to it and know that you're, you're, you know, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. You are, you are not a burden. And once I got rid of that thinking and knowing that I have something to offer and my son has something to offer, we are not a charity case. We are not, you know, and, and by then I had also worked on myself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I met him at a time where I was just like, I'm not looking for love. I I'm happy in my experience. I'm happy with my son. I'm happy with my job. I had my own place. I had just Mm -hmm. moved into a new apartment. I was independent. I was making good money. I didn't need anybody. Right. I didn't need anybody to come save me or take care of me, you know. And it and it it worked out. I met him at a time where I worked on me. Yeah. And then just God sent me that person that could I could partner with.
0: Mhm. Wow. That is so beautiful. I I Thank I'm you. looking at the time and we have to wrap up, but I could ask you 50 more questions. Yay! <laughs> like i just i want to know everything but one thing i do want you to touch on is how you are able to um pour into yourself i see i'm always talking about mental health i do mental health mondays but because i really i hit a point where i was i'll say i was about to lose it mm-hmm. and i i realized i needed to go to therapy that carrying the load of raising a child with a disability was heavy, and then I actually have five kids, and then I'm a wife, and then you know, I'm a sister and a mother. I could talk mm-hmm. to somebody. I've been through trauma yeah. in my past yeah. as well. So yeah. all that yeah. in the pot. It is I need to talk to someone. Um, and so but but I've been talking about it and talking about it, and I'm noticing one by one, I'm watching my followers who became friends like yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm watching mm-hmm. some of them. Mm-hmm. So, on um, one of my friends, she had her she passed out in her front yard, and she was saying, "Guys, take care of yourself. you know, um another friend is is losing it, and I'm like, "You know, we have to take care of ourselves. I keep saying it, mm-hmm. and i and I heard someone say, "A guy, which guys are different? That's not mm-hmm. going to help." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, it is. You didn't even try. Meanwhile, you're losing it." We we yes. have to pour into ourselves. So what do you do to make sure that Michelle has been poured into and she is mentally strong and physically strong?
1: Well, first of all, it's a work in progress every day, right? Mm-hmm. So some days you're gonna feel great and other days you're just gonna wake up and just be like, Oh my goodness, what is going on? And 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 that's mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. definitely yeah, I ha- I have a therapist. I didn't have one for years because I just couldn't find one. Like mm-hmm. I, it was, it was tough. It was hard to find one. And I recently, you know, have found one Um, because I had very, I wanted someone that was, uh, you know, a black woman. I, they had to be someone that could help with trauma because mm-hmm. I had gone through like some medical trauma mm-hmm. with just surgeries that I had for a hernia repair a couple of years ago. And also not realizing my birthing experience was traumatic and I was holding that in yeah. and you are living each, each day day in and day out just going through your life and you're not taking time to process that you're just like oh this is this is just this is just life this is just yeah. this I just get up and I do it right yeah. and so the mental you know speaking to someone finding a therapist if you can if that's not within your means joining a group um, if that's not within your means, find like-minded families, parents like yourself on social media, on Facebook, there are tons of groups. This is not like, a, you know, a replacement for actual therapy, mm-hmm. but now there's so many avenues that can be cost effective to, you know, speak into a mental health um, professional that, you know, you, there are lots of opportunities if you want to find it. Right. Mm-hmm. And as far as pouring in honey. Listen, when it's time to go, I yeah. go, honey. Like, I don't, like, I go on vacation mm-hmm. with my friends by myself. Even yeah. when I was a single parent, mm-hmm. I would plop my son at my mom's house. I'm yeah. not that mom that's like, oh, let me do it alone. No, boo boo. Like, mm-hmm. I would take him to my mother's house. He would go with his dad, and I would go and take a trip.
2: Yes. You know, right.
1: I, to this day, I go to the movies alone. A movie, I like going to the movies. That's my thing. I have a membership for AMC. I go to the movies every week by myself i sneak my food in Mm. and i just veg out i just escape into somebody else's life and i am just like it's like an out-of-body experience i recline the chair and i'm just like (laughs) it's like "Ah!" like i'm so happy and it's like people make my friends make fun of me like michelle is the movie queen I, i love tv i like to escape watching tv yeah. two a m three a m when they're all sleeping, I'm back here in the quiet watching t v and there's not a sound that's my self care yeah. going to the gym, yeah. taking care of me in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, and just finding that time so i'm I don't let that guilt go oh i i should I should do it all no i don't I'm not doing it all yeah. and if you I if, know, that's right if you don't have there's parents that actually have to do it all. So if you have the means to get help, Mm -hmm. honey, take advantage of it. Don't you don't need to do it all if you don't have to. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so, so much. This conversation has been amazing. And I'm just looking at you like, wow, you've given us like another person to hold hands with and say, wow, I got this. (laughs) Like she, she, she showed us uh, we're going to be all right. You know, I always pretend that there's links every time I meet a new person. Wow. There you go. I'm grabbing onto this link. I got another link and then it makes this big chain of people that, you know, we are, community. you know, and, and it's been just a pleasure to watch your journey and watch your son and he brings joy to all of our lives. So thank you for sharing him. Thank you for your courage to be transparent. When people are so mean on social media sometimes and as you mentioned <laughs> you know, just using different terms I use the term special needs um, but I use disability as well I use special needs because I know many parents don't even know that autism is a disability and have not grasped it yet have not accepted it yet and so I use special needs to draw them in and then mm-hmm. you know try to educate but then at at some point you know it's everyone's prerogative as bobby brown used to say
1: (laughs) yeah you use whatever respect respect that yeah respect what they want
0: and for us as parents it's not about a term we're we're living in this real world right here (laughs) raising the children and i think we need a little bit more more grace given Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there any last words that you would like to leave with any of the parents that might be listening today?
1: Um, I would just want to say like don't do it all if you don't have to. You know, taking care of yourself is not is not selfish. That's right. You you have to put your oxygen mask on first. If you are if you're worn out, you're no good to your your kids if you're worn down. So, right. if you have the means to take care of it, even if it's just hide in the closet for five minutes. I've definitely right. done that before. Um, you know, find some, start in small steps, but don't put yourself last on the list because you're, you're hurting yourself in the long run and your kids. So that's, that's what I want to leave you leave everyone with. And I've been, I'm so happy to be here and thanks so much for having me.
0: You're so welcome. <laughs> before you go, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media.
1: Oh yeah, so uh, on social media for you know um, family mompreneur stuff, I'm at it's m hobgood. Uh, It's a wonderful last name. That's my husband's last name. People always ask me like, hobgood is that like a? I'm (laughs) like, no, it's an actual name. (laughs) And my for those of you that are interested in just rallying up and taking care of your home, your space, I have a business called the Tidy Trainer. And it's a home organizing business that we help you whip your space into shape so you can feel good about coming home and it's directly related to me as an autism parent having organization in my home helps me so much that i want to share that with everybody else when your home is in disarray and you're surrounded by clutter that really messes with the mental weight you know so this business that I have here is to you know try to rectify that and my bottom line is helping people so you know that's what we're doing so it's the tidy trainer and it's it's pop good
0: all right that's awesome and, and I'll t- I'll put both of those in the description of the show so they can find you yes, all right thank, thank, you. thank you so much listeners Don't forget that you always have the option to choose joy and we'll check you on the next episode. Bye-bye.